Welcome to Romancing Game. I'm Jordan Fishburne. I'm Tawny P. Thompson. And I am Sarah Babe. And today we are talking about Dragon Age 2, Meryl. Our Dalish Blood Mage. I didn't take a lot of notes. I took notes. I I mean, I just, there weren't a lot for me to take. I took a lot of notes compared to what I usually take. (laughs) I... This was like a weird um, in-between where I had a lot of opinions on stuff, um, but like I feel like the romance was kind of not, didn't like give me a lot of grabbable note moments. That. Yeah. So there was very little like, ooh, that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of There were were not a lot of, ooh, that line. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, there wasn't any, like, tingly moments in my tummy. Nope. Um, The majority of the lines that I did grab were near the beginning. Um, But before we start spoiling guys on everything, uh, this podcast will contain spoilers. Oh, right. Uh, Hold hold, hold on, hold on. I got this. S-P-O-I-L-E-R-S. Spell spoilers. You're gonna get spoilers. S-P-O-L-E-R-E-S. Uh, S. S P O You whatever you know you know the spoilers. <laughs> this is your spoilers. 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 This is your spoiler alert. Spoiler. Red alarm. Uh, that's a really funny joke for anybody who knows. That was super funny. As is the nature of this podcast, <laughs> we will be discussing overarching story, uh, covering various plot beats during the show. The warning has been laid at your feet. Continue at your own peril. At your own peril. <laughs> Red alarm. <laughs> Have you guys seen uh, Lower Decks Star Trek? Mm, I started it and never. Oh, girl. I, it's on the list. I, yeah, I know. I know, I know. Y'all got a list. The I'm list just, is I'm so just saying. Like, I'm just waiting for y'all to watch Centaur World. Hey, watch Centaur I World. I watched the first three episodes. How'd you like it's it? It's on the list. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't hate it. Okay. Yeah. I'll take it as I didn't hate it. On to Dragon Age 2. Meryl. Uh, so yeah, we're talking about Meryl. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. We talk about the boring stuff every time. Maybe we should start cutting that. Like, just we do, do it, it in the first episode. Or yeah, the yeah, overview. Yeah. So, yeah, Meryl, I'll do a quick uh, condensed plot overview, just in case new people don't know what or Dragon Age 2 is. Before we do that, do we want to talk about the voice actor? Yes, Meryl, which uh, sure. blew our so, mind a little bit. A little bit. So, in the um, in the first game, in Origins, um, Meryl was voiced by Aaron Matthews. Uh, but we're talking about Dragon Age 2. <laughs> Hold on, she... wait, 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 what? What? Meryl was in the first one? Yeah. Yeah. What? So, um, Meryl was in the Dalish Elf origin for yep. Dragon Age Origins. Because she is part of the Dalish Warden uh-huh. clan. Uh-huh. Oh, I wasn't a Dalish Warden. Uh, I was a I was city elf. Almost uh, always a Dalish Warden. <laughs> I've done both. I was a city elf and then a dwarf and then a, uh, a, like a noble dwarf and then a noble human and then, oh, son and yeah, of a... So she's in the Dalish origin. Podcast, son of a truck box. Podcast spoilers for all of you listeners out there. I'm going to be talking a lot about my feels oh uh, my on God, Tamlin. Of course you but are. But we're going to move fast. Fucking Tamlin. Fucking Tamlin. Tamlin. We've already tar- heard Tamlin's your feels a, for yeah, Tamlin. I'm going to relate Tamlin. it to our current current <laughs> subject oh, so I get to talk about it again. Fine, fine, fine. Tamlin, Tamlin, Tamlin. But moving right along, in Dragon Age 2, she's voiced by Eve Miles. Now, for some reason, and I can't wrap my head around why, I did not put two and two together 
that Eve Miles was, in fact, Eve Miles, um, who <laughs> is in Doctor or in Torchwood as um, as Gwen Cooper. Gwen Cooper. Gwen I'm Cooper. Gwen Cooper. Gwen Cooper. Um, Sorry for the horrible Welsh it? accent. Is it Gwen Cooper. Gwen Cooper. 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 Yeah. So um, I don't know. It 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 just See, never. I'm, I'm more of a Burn Gorman. I'm more of a Burn Gorman man myself. Okay, I do. Yeah, uh, I could see that. Gorman man. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't yeah. Did, oh, Steve Moffat. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we kind of just never put that together, though, that it's yeah, Eve Miles, she, also she known as Eve the, Miles. She changes the tone of her voice. Bit. What was, when was that being released? Torchwood? Torchwood yeah. was like, uh, 2006 through 2011, and yeah. of course, this game, as we all know, actually, was no, no, 2011. Oh, wait, no, that's inside wow. So this was actually Shoot. after Torchwood. So we didn't have an excuse for no not knowing. Excuses. <laughs> no excuses. No excuses. I was excuses really hoping it was before. God. Um, Bless America. It's interesting though the um, the juxtaposition between <sighs> get Gwen Cooper, who is just incredibly independent and very confident oh, in yeah. Torchwood. Yeah, because still um, she she's got a thing for uh, Jack. Jack. For oh, I mean, who doesn't have a yeah. thing for yeah, Jack? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Um, but then to Jack, um, like... to do Meryl, who is just. Um, so not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She has a very deep insecurity. And I I liked um I liked a couple things because in Origins actually Meryl was not so shy. No, she no. was not. Um so I'm definitely gonna be talking about that a little bit later, so I'm not gonna uh, jump the gun too much. But yeah. I think it was a good um transition from Eve going to a, a very confident character to this because that is mm-hmm. Meryl's journey in Dragon Age 2. She That's now right. suddenly has all of this insecurity. Um, as a complete aside, yeah. going back to Torchwood because I am a diehard Whovian. <laughs> in fact, I convinced my mother to let me tell people that I was named after the fourth Doctor's companion. <laughs> it's not true, but I can tell people that. Um, John Barrowman is apparently an absolute dream of a person. And his sister teaches at Carthage. Oh, really? Question mark. So he comes down there and, like, he's apparently an absolute dream of human. So I've only heard good things about him. Yeah, I've heard nothing ever bad about him. So Um, I do also want to point out that based on the videos, this is the shortest romance in Dragon Age 2. Which which video did you watch, though? I watched the Jaguar 550 video because it was on there. Shut up! to Jaguar 550. We see you. We like you. We haven't seen ah, you in a while, though. Yeah. yeah. But yeah I, um, I actually watched uh, Dana Duchy's and Revan 657's YouTube yeah. videos. Oh, High there. five to Dana yeah. Duchy. I seen your shit. I see you. And I there, see what you're doing. Their uh, stuff came in at about 47 minutes, almost yeah. an hour. Okay. Jaguar's That's, was like 42. Yeah. Yeah. 40, so, uh, there was one I watched that was like an hour or something. He might have skipped Don't tell my a boss. little bit okay. of stuff then. Okay. Um, yeah, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, in my experience, it felt like it had a little bit more, um, to it than Isabella's. Yeah, no, there's definitely more depth in general. Yeah. Um, it's more of a friendship and a development of the character relationship. Yeah. And and development of the Dalish, honestly. Also, do we ever talk about this? Why they are the E-L-V-H-E-N? Elven? Yes. 
probably so they could ever so slightly differentiate it from J.R.R. Tolkien. And all of the other elves yeah. in oh. fiction. Okay. But it's also... Because um, they had to be different in Thetis. Yeah. They still call them the Dragon Age, Age setting. Yeah. <laughs> it still you makes me so angry. I love you all Let's so get much. creative with everything but that. Speaking oh. of Thetis, uh, to give you guys a brief breakdown of the world in case this is brand new for some reason. <laughs> uh, Dragon Age 2 is set in the fictional world of Thetis, the Dragon Age setting. Oh and God, it makes me want to scream. <laughs> and in the city-states of the Free Marches, specifically Kirkwall, uh, you play as Hawk, a refugee fleeing Ferelden with your family. Throughout the game, players encounter various companions who play major roles in the game's plotting gameplay, and, as you may have guessed, contain several romantic options. Um, but I... So... Meryl, in particular, for me, was interesting because of the Dalish lore. I'm a slut for Dalish elves. Um, I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just, I don't love the way they handle the Dalish in any of these games. That's, I mean, so yes. here's the and thing. this one doesn't help. Here's the thing. I agree 100%, <laughs> which is why... I have so many strong opinions about it. <laughs> well, that, it, like, you yeah. know, Lord of the Rings yeah. was my jam for yes. a while. Um, for and a th- while? Okay, fine, it still is. Um, <laughs> dude, <laughs> own, own but it. Like, yeah. But, like, they, Tolkien is Tolkien, right? And they it, it feels like they half ripped off Tolkien, and they half ripped off, like, the way um, Mercedes Lackey handles her... Um, Elvish type people, and they took the Wait, worst parts of all of them. What does Lackey do again? Mercedes Lackey? Yeah. Um, she, uh, the entire Valdemar series, she's written like hundreds of books. Right. I'm on, I just can't remember if I've ever read uh, any The Heralds stuff. of Valdemar. Um, oh my God. Magic's Pawn, Magic's Promise, Magic's Price, Arrow's Flight, Arrow's Fall, Arrow's of the Queen. They're thematic. Um, yeah. All of the book games yeah. follow. Yeah. Owl Flight, Owl Sight, Owl Night. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry if any if for those of you on the podcast, which this is the podcast, I am giving Tawny <laughs> a very disturbingly blank look. Yeah. I will. I do not. I, I will. I will. I'll lend you some. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can ear read them too. Magic's pod, magic's promise, magic's price. It's I will so need good. to get back from the neighbors because they are borrowing them. Right. Yeah, they're real good though. They're I'm, real I'm good. currently in the middle. Uh, of, oh, what am I in the middle of? Small gods. Okay. And um, down and out in Paris and London. Okay. So, um, like, so okay. to get back on the, <clears throat> the point of our podcast, thank you, sorry. <laughs> the, uh, the elves. elves here in Dragon Age, thank you, Sarah. You're welcome. Um, have this really weird thing where the writers, um, have to rewrite their lore and or idea of what the <laughs> elves are like every game. Mm-hmm. It's like every um, half a game, yeah. I feel like. Because yeah. because this is what happens. Yeah. You get the first half of the game where everybody's racist towards the elves. Yeah. And then you get the second half of the game where everybody in the elves is racist towards everyone else. Yeah. So <laughs> like, I feel like... And that makes me... What Dragon Age keeps doing is they do this thing at the beginning of the story where everybody hates the elves and you feel bad for the elves. And then they show you the elves being assholes and pretending like it's as bad as the entire world hating and taking advantage of the elves. In every game. It's <laughs> violent, yeah. like, gray morality juxtaposition where yeah. Yeah. one of them is actually terrible and the other one is, like, they're just bad, zero. but, like, 
a reasonable like Reactionary. reaction yeah. to something, yeah. they're, they're and just, they try to weigh them the same. And they're, they're just not. The, <laughs> yeah. the the Dalish elves are just xenophobic, which, given the history of their people, slay the elves. By all of the humans and enslave them currently still. Yeah, yeah. let's talk about that. It's a very reasonable reaction. Moral of the story. (laughs) I wonder what real life groups they could have asked about how they feel about shit to get an interesting take out of. Oh boy! But like the uh, that's why every single time you go into a new Dragon Age game, it's like, what are they turning bad about the elves this time? Mm -hmm. Because nobody seemed to be on our page. Mm -hmm. They aren't. just victims. They also do bad things when it's like, Jesus. And, oh boy, howdy, do they hate Meryl. I mean, Mythal. I mean, Mythal. If I we're mean, going to be talking about Dalish, let's. <laughs> Meryl, though. Meryl, though, is an unapologetic blood mage. Which I love. Which. I, I am mean, so many. Like, how do we is want, that? Do we want to introduce her in the story sure. first yeah. just yes. so we can yeah. get. Um, okay, yeah. so. Lead up, for everybody who is me and played the Dalish Elf Origin a million times in the first game, <laughs> um, Meryl is introduced during the Dalish Elven Origin when your character and your best buddy in all the world, Tamlin, are going on a hunt in uh, the The wilds. ruins. Spoilers, yeah. Tamlin dies. Not yet. <laughs> but basically he does, yeah, as yeah. far as Meryl knows. Yeah. Um, you come across an alluvian mirror which is an ancient elvish mirror, and we'll touch on that more later. But mirrors to travel. Upon mirrors to see. Okay, yeah. Sorry. So upon getting to this mirror, that was a good addition. Uh, upon getting to this mirror, you touch it as your to be warden character, and it explodes because you're a dumbass. And both of you get tainted with dark spawn, which isn't like super relevant in this particular game in the series, but it's bad. Uh, the dark spawn taint. And, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's talk about it. <laughs> the taint ain't good for anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to drink now. And so when you are both hit by the dark spawn taint, um, <laughs> you stumble out of the ruins. Uh, Tamlin is still there. And you get found by the person that then goes on to save your life. You become the hero of Brawlden, yada, yada, yada. Tamlin just straight up disappears as far as Meryl is concerned. And Until the tail end of Origins. Oh, <laughs> cry tears. <laughs> okay. um, so, uh, oh, Jordan. I just appreciate that Meryl also loved Tamlin as much fair as enough, I did. So, but always like she... a weird love triangle type thing going on, you think, maybe? I think a little bit. Mm-hmm. But what if they were like cousins? They weren't because they weren't. she came from another Dalish clan. Oh, right. Nope. But, didn't know that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the firsts always come. Anyhow. Yeah. They bring in new firsts yeah. for the keepers. But the. Um, what about the seconds? <laughs> <laughs> she was a third, actually. Yeah. Um, oh. Which is why she got traded to another clan. But. She um, uses as much as of her magic as she can on the 2B Grey Warden from the first game mm-hmm. to help mitigate some of the facts of being tainted until you can Wash. do until you can do first game stuff. And then the people after the events of like the actual first game travel on over to the free marches in Kirkwall. So Meryl at the Origins game is pretty confident, actually. You know, she has her own magic powers. She's training to be the first uh, for the Keeper to take over when the Keeper's done. And all in all, she has, like, a really solid 
like, pull on herself and her life. And then you meet her in this game. And when she's actually introduced in Origins... First off, she asks you if it's rude to ask humans what their names are. Well, she yeah. doesn't know. Like, <laughs> but she, she has lost... All of the confidence. Yes. Zero percent. Well, co- it, it they also no have never met me. humans before. I, that's not entirely true because, as we know, the Dalish clan from Origins was pretty friendly with Duncan. Duncan. But, yeah, but Duncan's not a human. So Duncan's a thing. warden. A Duncan's lot still of, a human. Yeah, but a for all of, intents and purposes, wardens are damn near darkspawn, to uh, be for real. Like, and, let's be honest. And the peoples across, like, the entirety of Thetis consider Grey Wardens to be fucking weird. Yeah. So even, like, dwarves are friendly towards Grey Wardens, but hate people up on the surface, mostly. Yeah. Elves have to interact with them all the time. I just feel like it's... <laughs> a, <laughs> They think you'll make have it. Have fun storming Not the castle. Yeah, exactly. Say like, hide all of our people down there that we yeah. sent down there to die. Oh, <laughs> Basically. God, it just feels to me is. like they completely rewrote Meryl. It's almost like her character in Origins doesn't exist, except yeah. for the Alluvian connection. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I, they probably did. Because and they, honestly, probably, they probably just used the name again. And honestly, there wasn't a lot of Meryl in no. the first game. That's because true. Because when you run into Dalish Elves later in Origins, it's a different clan. That's true. So it's not even really your clan that you run into. And honestly, later. she could have been just like beat down. And she talks she about was. how... The, yeah, yeah, like she talks about how the... The what's her face? The keeper? which the keeper, the keeper is keeper just like Mark, constantly sorry. correcting her and telling her what she's doing wrong. Like, I don't know about yeah. you guys, but you told me I'm doing something wrong, and I'm just like, but I tried. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just immediately breaks you down. And if you get told it enough, you're just like, oh, I'm so sorry. Can I ask your name? Is that okay? Ooh, I'm I so have, sorry. I have so many thoughts about Marathari. Really, yeah. Do. Yeah, yeah. Marathari. She's problematic as fuck. She's a bitch. Hashtag ask for it, literally. Yeah. But, uh, when she, when you meet, when you go to the Dalish elves in the first place in in Kirkwall in DA two, they are like hostile They're towards you pretty quick. Super richy. Um, which makes sense because your people, um, in the first game were also like super anti-human, mm-hmm. and uh, you like fight humans in the first game. Like yeah. when you're introduced as a yeah. Dalish elf, you like knock out some people that were. You can kill them if you want. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Fucking Shemlin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And uh, they're, like, super aggressive, but, you know, you are, you come bearing the amulet that you receive when you escape in the beginning of the game to do the thing that the witch asked you to do mm-hmm. in repayment. Um, Ashabellinar. Yes. <laughs> Flemeth. Fucking <laughs> Flemeth. Dude, I... Flemeth is pulling all the strings. God. I guarantee you Dragon Age 4. She did she, though? Did she? Did she? Did she? I think she's pulling all the strings. Did she? We'll Pretty see. sure she died. We'll see. Did she? <laughs> if she shows up in DA4, I will tip my hat to you guys. But Dude, yeah, I will. You're wrong. It's I either that or that right I, now. Well, it's either that or Morrigan took over mm, from her. Uh, mm, I got. Which to got, me still uh, means Flemeth was pulling all the strings. Kate mm, uh, <laughs> so. P.S. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. <laughs> like, when I see her on the cast list for <laughs> DA4, <laughs> I will. <laughs> But um, when Meryl does the cute thing where she asks if it's polite to ask a human, like, what their name is and stuff. um, My heart melts. When you're told to go find her, they also say, like, 
she'll show you how to get there, but you have to take her back to Kirkwall with you when you leave. And that's <laughs> weird. But also... <laughs> it's just voiceover. What? It's just voiceover. <laughs> I just pulled up the voiceover cast list for Dragon Age 4, and guess who's on it? Kate Mulgrew. Kate Mulgrew! Ah, it's voiceover. It's only voiceover. Yeah, it is voiceover because it's a video game, Jordan. <laughs> It's not like they're doing a live she's action narrated. Dragon Age for. She's Bullshit. <laughs> These are some good you names. You know that they only use male narrators for Dragon Age. I like how all of the listeners heard me completely take back me saying that when you remember words. <laughs> but, um, You've got some time. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, maybe. Tim Curry's on this list. <clears throat> yeah, he was on the first one. He's uh, one of the Loganes or I something like that. I just didn't think he was Arl Howe. Yeah, I just didn't Arl, think he was yeah, come back. Okay. It's a good list. It's a good list. Anybody? That was hilarious. That was good. How did that? So, at this Ooh. point, um, Meryl's very tight-lipped about why she's being kicked out of her clan, oh, yeah. basically. And I don't know. They just got another first. So, I'm the second now. I'm they don't the have another first. They don't. I know. But, that's like, <laughs> yeah. that, if I were Meryl, that's the lie I would tell. Hmm. Uh, but she doesn't lie to you. Spoiler. That's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's very interesting because even though, like, Meryl will withhold information, she never outright lies to you. That's no. True. Which makes me feel like she's a lot like the Aes Sedai. I can see that. None, like, do you know Wheel of Time very well? Um, a little bit. Okay. Do you Not know like Wheel of Time? Fuck. Um, yeah. <laughs> I will say she also isn't, she doesn't lie to you and she doesn't. She keeps things from you, but she lets you know that she's keeping things from you. It's, it's not kind subtle. of like, I'm not telling you this, yeah. and there's a reason why. Yeah, and right. I do appreciate that. It's not even like an outright, like, I'm just not going to tell you. It's just like, I can't, it's more of a, I can't tell you right now. Yes. <clears throat> and honestly, like, it's not subtle what she's hiding no. either. Like, no, everyone knows. <laughs> as soon as she started being all froggy, uh, it was like, okay, I know what that's about. Yeah. It doesn't come out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, you're pretty c- confident yeah. that she's still doing what she's yeah. doing. Well, she's a mage, right? She's a blood mage. And this is where you learn that she's a blood mage because you finally go to the uh, Sundermount Peak. Yes, where the grave of the uh, Elvish elders are. I just and, really like saying Sundermount. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> and she does uh, blood magic to open up the way for you guys to move forward. Yeah, that's not subtle. I do need to say, though, this is the first time we've seen blood magic look like this. Yes. They yeah. have broken the physics of blood magic also because... Yeah. Whoa, whoa. Fucking okay, Bioware okay, okay, can't oh, be okay, consistent okay, okay, about okay. fucking anything. All right, no, the, the, let's take a second <laughs> and analyze that sentence. Mm-hmm. They have broken the physics. Okay, but, like, they've shown us blood magic before. Of We've blood seen blood magic, magic before. We've seen blood magic But have before. we? Yeah. Have we? Absolutely. Like, have we it's really never looked seen like it, this. though? I like have we like seen yes. people dabble into it? Or yes. like have we seen people yeah. do this in exactly? Yes. Have we seen so elves do it? I would say that's the only thing. I was going to say <laughs> elven magic would inherently be different than normal human huh? magic. Also, maybe she's on blood thinners. Okay. <laughs> the blood elves magic have anti-gravity blood. Maybe DA2 is a lot more explosive. I will yeah. admit that. Yeah. I said I said graphic blood magic is not in line with how we've seen it before. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like, you know what? Yeah. Blood mages are just a bunch of fucking emo kids. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I can say it. 
<laughs> because I was one. Uh, it's you're not wrong. <laughs> is my what my noise meant. Like I can't argue against it. Um <laughs> just, just, just a bunch of fucking scene kids. <laughs> Uh, oh god, I'm dying. <laughs> but um you do the ritual, there's all this stuff that happens that's not really relevant. But you learn yeah. that Meryl is a blood mage. She's an unrepentant blood mage. Yeah, I really like the way she explains it. Yes. Because instead of saying, Oh yeah, it's a demon, she says the spirit. Yes. And she explains the you know, demons are spirits just yeah. like anything else. It's not their fault. Kind of bites her in the ass later, though. I well, have thoughts on that. I mean, but yeah. here's the thing. This game introduces um, blood magic as a neutral, mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, the the complete uh, rejection and sinisterness of it in the first game. Mm-hmm. And which is so interesting because this is such a mage-centered game mm-hmm. where blood magic as is also treated as, like, the ultimate evil that you can do. But... The entire thing here introduces that third option, right? Of you working together with spirits, being in control of yourself, being in control of the spirits that you communicate with and talk to. And they treated it very weird within Meryl's storyline. Yeah. The thing that gets me is Meryl, with her positive lack of confidence, is so confidently like, yeah, no, you're all wrong. Blood magic is fine. Like, I don't know. Here's it's the, just a little strange to me. Here, yeah. It, 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 here, here's the thing that there's only one thing she's confident about. I guess. Like, there's a lot of things that I am not confident about. Like, I don't know, worms. I'm not a big fan. Not confident <laughs> about my ability to deal with worms. Not confident about my ability to drive stick. But you know what I am confident about? Going down into manholes. <laughs> yeah. And I can do it. And that's my takeaway, too, because I always thought now Meryl's at the stubborn point of her thing, because um, basically, just to give our listeners some context, the Keeper refused to help Meryl cleanse the piece of the mirror from Origins that she received. So Meryl turned to a third option. She communicated with the spirit who taught her how to cleanse that mirror. She had to use blood magic to do it because the Keeper Marathari would refused to help her and did refuse so the reason she turned to blood magic is because her only authority figure refused to help her Mm -hmm. she did it she kept control she used all of her training in order to only communicate and work with spirits in a way that she agreed with and then was vilified by keeper marathari for doing yeah like and And she freaking tells everybody about yeah. it. Yeah. And, like, everybody hates her for it. Like, and, like, that's so rude because, like, she's coming to you and you obviously have, obviously, as we find out later in the game, that Marathari has the freaking tool that should be used to actually, like, make the mirror better. But, no, she ain't going to let Meryl use it because, meh, 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 meh. She and has Meryl's, the tool. And Meryl's, yeah. Meryl's intentions are so insanely fucking crystal Pepsi clear and pure. Yeah. Like, it's insane yeah. how pure her her intentions are because all she wants to do is bring back the Alluvian and the history of her people. And, like, I don't know anything else that could be more 
noble as far as for a Dalish elf. And more in line with their ultimate goals of people. Yes. And goals as keepers to oh. find out more information. Oh my god. Yeah. What if Marathari was possessed this whole time? I don't think that was the case. No. But I... otherwise she couldn't be later. Yeah. Could she? Maybe she was the whole time. So here's my thing. <laughs> the It's implied that Meryl's still keeping in touch with that demon. Yeah. Kind of. So... True. As soon as she couldn't contact the demon, that's when shit happened later. Mm -hmm. But in my opinion, Marathari forced her into this corner because she refused to help. And you see up front how strong Marathari is and things that she's been said that she can do with her magic. Mm -hmm. Those two together would have been able to cleanse the mirror piece, Mm -hmm. would have been able to put the mirror back together. They could have spotted each other if they did need to communicate with spirits. Oh, no. There's all this shit, and Marathari refused to do it. They could have saved Tamlin. They probably could have. Oh. Yeah. Now you know why I hate this bitch. (laughs) Marathari is real, like... Toxic. Yeah. And when she does, what she does later, too, is so fucking bad. Well, I think it's... They've done a good job of making her an unlikable character in that she is the person who's supposed to be passing on all of this knowledge, but she's not willing to let go of any of the knowledge. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, well, like, it, she it, keeps it parallels things. some people that I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, I'm right here. <laughs> Just, um, like, it, it feels like she's scared of being phased out. Mm-hmm. Right. And so she doesn't want to pass on the knowledge, because if she passes on the knowledge, someone could be more powerful than her. But I... Well, is Meryl her first first? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm. here's the thing. I don't know if it's necessarily her withholding. I feel like... Keeper Marathari is unable to let go of the control. Mm. That's what I think I felt like it was because Meryl obviously does know some stuff and she's very knowledgeable yeah, still. So she did sure. learn a lot. Mm-hmm. But as soon as she asked to do one thing that Marathari didn't want her to do, that's when Marathari started going, no. Mm. And mm. kept doing all that stuff and would not allow her to do stuff to the point where Meryl was forced to leave. Yeah. Like she was forced to leave. She decided leaving would be better than being stuck unable to progress. Mm-hmm. Um, I can I cannot even imagine what like how hard that must have been for Meryl. Like granted yes, she's a fictional character, <laughs> but there are so many things that people say and do and encounter with friends, family, loved ones, whatever, and loved ones just tear them down and ultimately cause them to fail because Mm -hmm. of their rejection of what that person is confident about. Oh my gosh, it's an allegory for being gay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I mean, it could be. I mean, it's it's an allegory for being anything that your parents don't want you to be. Like, Mm -hmm. my parents weren't exactly excited about me being a theater major. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, at this point in the story, there's a lot of this that hasn't been kind of revealed and covered yet. Um, but you do find out at this stage that she's a blood mage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you find out um, very epically because she spews blood everywhere and does magic. And the people spews with is you, a good word for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the people with you uh, are immediately very opinionated about it, which that's pretty rich coming from Anders. Yeah, <laughs> but... yeah like mm, hey Anders, <laughs> hot page and kettle. Yeah, uh, Mister Possessed Man, what do you feel about yeah. convening the spirits? <laughs> but, um, huh. 
Rose-paging Blackberry, you have thorns. I just really <laughs> like that the demon that Meryl um, communicates with is named Audacity, because I think that's just pretty great. The Audacity! Yes. She could that's use right. a little bit. Yes. Uh, Which is... Pro- or the demon is feeding oh, off of it. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, yes. That's yeah. what I was just going to yeah. say. That, <laughs> that audacity fed off of all of the audacity that Meryl has, and that's why she's so incredible, meek, and adorable. And, bathers, and I love it. <laughs> I love it. I don't think it's cute. It's so not my jam. I think it's cute because I'm kind of like that when I like people. I'm like, hi, <laughs> my name is Sarah. <laughs> Info dump about irrelevant thing. I'm rambling, sorry. Hi. What's your name? Yes. That's kind of how it goes. But um, it is at this stage, <clears throat> after the ritual to bring back Asha Bellinar, a.k.a. Flemeth. <coughs> Flemeth. Um, oh, I think Asha Bellinar is such a cooler name. It is better sounding. It's just more recognizable as Flemeth, because that's what we called her through the entire first game. Yes. Fine. And <laughs> we can just acca her every yeah. time we mention her. Um, but <laughs> that is when you bring Meryl back to Kirkwall. Um, mm-hmm. She's a little shocked at what an alienage oh, is. Oh, I think uh, one of my favorite favorite quotes from her, actually, uh, when she's in the alienage, she's like, I've never seen a place with so many people. I've never seen so many people in one place before. It seems so lonely. Yeah. And I'm like... Straight to the heart. The bit that got me City was living. when she saw someone getting mugged outside her door she and was, was so like, cool. oh, it must be a welcoming ritual. I don't think they've noticed me yet. And I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, she can't be that fucking naive. I think she's she was being naive, sarcastic. But she, I, I really she didn't read that as sarcasm. She has a joke about it later, okay. too, that makes me feel like she is being jokey about it. Um, when she mentions that she's never seen some people in many... Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems so lonely. Uh, I think it's uh, oh shoot, what's her name? And I can never remember her name. She's Isabella. The, uh, no, the guardswoman. Uh, Aveline. Oh, Aveline. Aveline. If you have her in her party, mm-hmm. she says, "Well, they have this tree that looks very nice." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Aveline, yeah, look at you. Aveline's uh, so awkward and great. I do like that nearly everybody in the party loves Meryl, except for Anders and Fenris. Yeah. Well, I mean, Anders and Fenris are just like... Yeah. 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 They're just picky bitches. And I love that... Accurate. I love that uh, they call her Daisy. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Varric with his Daisy nickname. I do like that they're very protective of her. They're sweet of her. Right. Right. Like, they're just like, don't be stupid, Meryl. Be nice to Meryl. <laughs> it's kind of the way I feel about <laughs> Amy Vorpal. Um, <laughs> like, not... Okay, that sounds odd. Uh, as in, like, if I hear somebody talk smack about Amy Vorpal, I'm going to be like, you shut your goddamn mouth! She's yeah. just incredibly sweet. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Like, cool. there's a couple of people, like my friend Landry. I'm like, you shut your goddamn mouth, and Landry's a fucking saint! <laughs> <laughs> like, you shut your goddamn mouth about Meryl! She's adorable yeah. and cute. Yeah, she cuts herself to make magic, but you know what? Everybody's got flaws. <laughs> I like um, in the in the alienage before you kind of leave her in Act One. Um, she says, "Thank you." Oh, I'm thanking you too much, aren't I? I mean it though. <laughs> and it's so like she has a very earnestness about her. Right after she, sweet. I just she think says it's that. so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> she says that right after she says. Will you come visit me? Not now, of course, but maybe later. I could use a friend. Hmm. And I'm just like, it's so annoying. <laughs> I don't know, man. 
<laughs> I, I like it. Uh, and I think that definitely comes from, like, my own inner awkwardness, <laughs> where I'm not really outgoing. I just don't know when to shut up. So, uh, yeah. I feel like it's a nice, um, it's a nice difference when you deal with, uh, the other mage in the party who is a liar. And, uh, lying liar face. Yeah. Yeah. And a terrorist? Yeah. So, like, the blood mage is is a good change. Yeah. But he likes cats. He does like cats. And he's so sweet. Yeah. I like Anders. (laughs) I love Anders. So. Anyhow. On to act two. Um, (laughs) but Meryl doesn't blow up a whole church that's accurate (laughs) um in act two uh they actually this is the act where you can uh do the fade walking um so you go into like the the fade of the mind of like a dreamer half elven kid and Mm. have to deal with that bullshit i fucking hate the fade i I just needed to say it at least once <laughs> what what's your problem with it, Varric? We've had this conversation so many yeah. times. I hate the fade. She just doesn't like okay. it. I don't like the puzzles. I love it. I don't like the fact that I can't see fifteen feet in front of me because the fog. I don't like the It's uh so puzzles. So basically Tawny hates fun. <laughs> It's no, very, I, I can uh, see how it'd be frustrating for someone. People are very hot and cold on the yeah. fade. I, I'll I'll admit that. I it's, love it. It's very much a yes or no take for most players of the game. So I think my frustration with the fade is I'm always like, what did I miss? Did <laughs> I, I go too far? Did I, I miss want, something? I want everything because everything yes. is so like psychological and like esoteric in the fade. Yes, that I want to see everything I so it. I can have all of these things. <laughs> which is I love the barrel puzzle. Yeah. Oh, I hate yeah. the barrel puzzle. <laughs> Um, so during the Tromp and the Fade, um, Meryl is seduced, basically, by the Lust Demon to their side, which I thought was weird. I thought it was fucking weird. Was it weird. the Lust Demon or the Pride Demon? I think the Lust Demon is the one that makes the offer that forces one of the party members to join up with them. Because the, the playthroughs that I was watching... It was the, I think it was the pride demon. Because the lust demons are all the sexy bikini ones, right? I think it was the pride demon that I saw that finally got uh, Meryl to go, yeah, sorry, I'm not going to pick you over my people. Really? Maybe I... I'm trying to look it up right now, and it's... Well, a demon. A demon. But I mean, like... (laughs) No, yeah, they're definitely trying to be like, I can help you make the Dalish great again. Yeah. Right, and she's like, mm, okay. And I'm sorry, Mada. Um, Meryl yeah. has. Mer- oh wait, M D A Mada Mada. That's just a drug. Matida. Make the Dalish Matida good. You know whatever. You all know. I'll cut that later. I think it's lawyers. I I thought it was really odd because that cannot be the first time a demon tried to seduce a Dalish elf. Or Meryl right. over to their side saying, we'll help with the Dalish. We'll help you find the lost knowledge. We'll do all this. I, I think it comes with the power of being in the fade of a sleeper. I think another a chunk dream, of it. A dreamer, I'm sorry. A dreamer. I think another chunk of it is that Meryl does not have a healthy fear of demons. <gasps> Yeah. But we know this already. So it kind of makes she sense. She does, though. 
does she she does because she mentions that she went through the training she knows how to do that and she's always been in control of her blood magic as long as she's had it but they're not demons they're just spirits yeah but i mean no like, but audacity can... is a demon a right. straight up demon and she knows that but i think right. that would just make her a little more susceptible to i don't know i, I mean know. i like, still think it's fucking weird we might just and have i hated takes it on it but I, like weird yeah. i um it's uh like i don't have a healthy respect for traffic anymore yeah I've spent so many times I've been in a manhole on 70th and Capitol for anybody who doesn't know where that is it's terrifying um, yeah it's not great <laughs> so <laughs> it's not a fun time I've stopped traffic on a full lane yeah. of traffic at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon on 70th and Capitol traffic doesn't face me anymore but you know the warning signs <coughs> is the thing yes but I will stare them down while they are coming at me but you That's won't what I'm saying. jump like, in the way of them is the thing. Like, here's, here's oh, how yeah. I see I mean, it. I, yeah, I, yeah I, I get what you're yeah. saying. But I'm saying, like, I will stare at them to the point where I would probably stare at them while they're hitting me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And, like, yeah. I'm not saying I want to get hit by a car. <laughs> Please don't hit me. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, mm-hmm. it's that much of mm-hmm. a lack of respect for traffic. Yeah. Because I'm so yeah. familiar with it, and I don't consider it as much of a danger. Mm-hmm. Whereas I, and I think this just kind of compacted with the power of the dreamers fade. The it makes it all the more desirable, and I, considering how rare dreamers are, mm-hmm. I think that also is something that none of them have experienced before. So it makes it easier for them to succumb to something. I feel like the dreamer gets pulls you more strongly into the fade, but it doesn't change you. That's what I always thought of. So where I kind of see why I'm so confused about this is, to use your example of the traffic thing, you would, like, stare at them as they hit you. But you wouldn't go. They really said that out loud. Yeah, <laughs> but like that to me means she would just point blank look at the demon, and the demon would attack her, and she'd be like, "Attack me," because that's where we're gonna get. Okay, but yeah, I see what you're saying. I feel like her hearing this grand promise, this open ended promise, like not this specific thing, not this specific anything. And then walking into it is if you saw a car, like, coming super fast, super close, and you stepped out going, they'll swerve, or they'll, like, move. Okay, yeah. That's how right. I feel it kind of, it would be in this scenario. No, I think it's a really fucking odd decision to put yeah. in here, I won't lie. Yeah. But that's the only way You're, I can see my way to well, yeah. her making that decision. <laughs> here's okay, here's yeah, another yeah. thing. Maybe we're not hearing exactly what Meryl's hearing. That is a big thing in the fade that they that people speculate a lot because like when it's all perspective because when you are in the fade and you're fighting spiders your party members aren't necessarily fighting spiders yeah, it's, 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 it's whatever true. fucking scary thing it is that's why I'm like yeah my character's fighting spiders <laughs> because spiders I'm not scared of them yeah you are but. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said you're going to be in a room full of spiders. You're like, I would like to be in the other room, please. Yeah, I would like to not be in that room. <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm busy. Yeah, so, like, it's it's a couple of those things where I'm like, I feel like the way they presented it didn't make sense. 
which is par for the course for um, yeah. weird stuff. Magic. Yes. <laughs> they could have put more oomph by doing a very specific promise to Meryl about something very specific that she wanted. And I think that would have been better. We'll fix the Alluvian for you. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I have I, the tool you need yeah. for this exact thing, and I'll walk you through how to use it. Right. I, like, I think they really... I think the... I really think that the demon might have asked Meryl to choose between learning of her heritage and Hawk. I think that's the question that she was faced with. And but she doesn't her, even characterize it that way. Like when she you, does, she's like, I can't choose you over my people. Right, but like choosing Hawk or choosing the um, demon is literally just like, do you go with the demon or do you stay with Hawk? So going with the demon would mean being able to make the Dalish great again. Yeah. Staying with Hawk means she can't do that. Right. So that doesn't quite pose, like, it's not like, it, it, it's still the same decision that we hear her making. You know what I mean? It's not a different pitch. Yeah. Is what we're saying. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It so, makes no fucking yeah, sense. Yeah, so I don't. feel and like... And then even when you get out yeah. of the fade and you talk about it with her and she's like... I'm so sorry. Shit, sorry. Should have done that. Yeah. And like, you're like, out of all of the characters that screw you over in the fade, that one is the most ridiculous, yeah, I feel like. Yeah, Agreed. it's... It feels like it's the easiest choice. Yeah. yeah. It I, feels lazy. That's yeah, what it does. Yes, it feels yeah, lazy. Okay. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Yeah. That's exactly it. It yeah. feels like a lazy writing choice. Yeah. Of all of the characters, none of the mages in your party, except for one, loses <laughs> control. Yeah. So Wait, is that Anders? <laughs> <laughs> but we also have the question as to whether or not it's more Anders or more... Okay, yeah. never mind. But it is Anders, <laughs> basically. So, like, the entire deal is no mage in that scenario should have lost control. Like, honestly, at yeah. that stage, yeah. none of the mages should have. It should yeah. have been Isabella like it was. It could have been mm-hmm. uh, your sibling. It could have been Varric. It could Fenrir. have been Fenris. Like, Fenris. everybody. Sorry, I always get Fenrir, Fenrir and Fenris. Greyback. It's basically the same. <laughs> it's Fenrir all one letter. Fenrir Greyback. Anyways. Um, so you have this yep, big... Yep, it's Harry Potter. Yeah. So you have this really big discussion yeah. after the betrayal. Yes. Um, which is it's a weird discussion. It's such a weird discussion. So, like, I couldn't even buy into it because I thought it was a weird decision in the first place, but she expresses regret and then she never thought she would have done that, blah, blah, blah. And the options for Hawk are weird. There's yeah. the, it wasn't really you, which... It, it was, was. though. Um, and it then was the, all of you guys right. in there. And then there's the, this is your last chance. After what? Uh, what were the other chances? Yeah, yeah, like what was the other thing? Just the, like the fact that she's a blood mage? Right. Exactly. That you And then the other option, that? I don't even was remember joke, what the other wasn't one was. Yeah. It's usually a joke. <laughs> I don't remember what yeah, the other option like, was, oh, really. Yeah. It, like all of Smart the options, ass. you're like, oh, what? They're weird as hell. Um,. So that happened. Yeah. But all of this <laughs> happens after you guys have gone to the Deep Roads, basically. So this is yeah. in, like, the second act of the game. Um, and Meryl's second act quest for her character is to go back to her Dalish clan and try to get the uh, special carving tool that she yes. needs and has been told she needs to finish the Alluvian Mirror. Uh, and this is when Sarah flips the table. Oh my god, I got so mad at one of the videos I watched. I had to close out of it and choose the other um, 
playthrough to watch yeah. because this that I realized because I was kind of feeling weird about it. I realized that I was watching the rival man's playthrough, ah. and I was like, I Meryl, how dare you fall in love with this person? Yeah. Because I'm yeah. sorry, yeah. this is bullshit. They're like, <laughs> can they just? They don't, really shouldn't label it as rival. They should just be like hate, hate love, hate man. It's, it's just hate fuck. Uh, <laughs> just like not even hate fuck. Uh, toxic relationship. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like bullshit. I don't understand why they did that with this game. It's just a really weird, weird. choice to make. Like for Anders, and it probably took so much effort to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh no, it didn't. It's a team full of men. Boom. No, yeah. this one does have a few women on the team, but yeah, yeah. mostly men. I can, yeah. I kind of get it for <laughs> Anders because Anders is such a weird. Yeah character. Well, it's really easy to be like standoffish with him. Yeah. Oh, God damn it, I love Andrew. And like, Fenris I kind of get a little yeah. bit. I don't, Fenris is an asshole. I don't 100%, I don't like the rival romance for Fenris all that much, yeah. but I kind of get it still. Yeah. Um, but but Isabella, it makes sense because she stabs you in the back 57 times. But also, you're a piece of shit in that one. You so are. So if you're in the rival mans, you kind of deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. But like, for Meryl, I was like, what the Why fuck? Why is <laughs> Well, she knows nothing else. Yeah. It's pretty bad. She even makes it worse. Yeah. Um, But the thing that you do in this one is inexcusable in my opinion yeah. so I was like "There's, I'm surprised she doesn't leave your fucking party over this choice mm. but um, you go to the Dalish to try to uh, get the the carving tool um, that I forget the name of it's a fancy dagger the Versulevanon mm. Versulevanon I don't think that's correct <laughs> well nope 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 that's the name of the thing that she calls on never mind Batarol. it's a special Batarol? dagger just listed as a special dagger. Yeah, the oh. Vartoral is the monster. No, 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 but the, fight. um, she, the when they confront the keeper, she calls upon Vir Sulevanan, the right of every Dalish to claim any property or artifact of yeah, the clan. The, in exchange for a service. The thing is the Arulin home. There we go. Is the dagger. Arulin home. I'm not going to call it that because it's very yeah. difficult to say. Fancy dagger. Fancy dagger. But, uh, yeah. Number one, the Vartoral is terrifying. Well, let's get there first. <laughs> let's get there first. So, we go and talk to Keeper Mary Thari, uh, who doesn't want to give it to her. And then, uh, Meryl's like, actually, uh, remember that thing where anybody in the Dalish clan can Code 57, subsection 3. <laughs> I can ask for this as long as I do a task. And you don't you have to approve of it. Yeah. <laughs> in it's which basically case, like pulling out the law books and being like, see this one here? Yeah. yeah. And Keeper's like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And- I get one phone call, mother Fucker, one phone call. You um, can't search my car, thank you. Yeah, but and hey, I don't have to let you. My glove <laughs> come back with a warrant. But like, she basically the keeper is like, okay, well, there is a Vartoral that's been killing all of our hunters. Which I'm sorry, you're just fucking sticking around. We figure out why later. But like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, just killing your people. Right. Let's just hang fuck. out. Um, and says that you can kill them and you'll get the dagger in exchange. And it was like, maybe you should have called for our help earlier. Like, the fucking idiots. But yeah. And then, like, you get up there and, like, this one dude's all like, Paul, Paul, Paul. Seriously, they named him Paul. Like, P-O-L. It was, it's P-O-L. It's P-O-L. But it's pronounced Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I get it. But that's like saying his name is Joe. J-E-A-U-X. Yeah. <laughs> like, J- no. <laughs> Ugh, Joe. Jess? Oh. Oh. Paul. Paul. 
fucking Paul. Paul, like, runs out and is like, oh, thank goodness you're here. And he sees Meryl and he and flees like, in fucking fear. This is what he does. Ah, it's Meryl! Ah! And runs back fucking into the monster lair. Because that's fucking smart. Yeah. He wants to Jesus go in the monster lair more than be around Meryl. And I'm st- sorry. And then you find out because the fucking what's her fuck, the keeper, keeper tells everybody that Meryl's fucking awful. She says that she's going to bring back the taint to them, the dark spawn taint. Oh, God. And she's going to infect all of them, which uh, isn't fucking true. No. Can I use the C word? It's she's bullshit. such a see you next Tuesday about it. There yes. you go. And literally, you go in, you uh, find Paul cowering on the ground in front of this awful fucking stick-like monster It's like a giant um, rock spider. It's like this... It's it's like... uh, What's the thing with the... Thing that bites off the heads after it's like it's a the, it's like a praying mantis, mantis oh, yeah. had a baby with a stink bug and a daddy long legs. Yeah. It's got a lot of legs and, and also something bite. made of stone. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and every monster in the game yeah. is like grayscale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like it sounds like that. So it kills Paul. <laughs> and then you kill it, and Meryl's rightfully upset because this this member of her clan, who she even says was an outsider, was a was the only person who didn't treat her like a douche. She was he was from Denerim, and he came to the Dalish. And I'm sorry, I'm pretty sure the city elf in question, Paul, is somebody that you talk to in the city elf origin. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Um, oh my god, it is! Yeah, like pretty positive because he says that he's going to escape into oh god, the yeah. wilds and try to find the Dalish. Man, um, I'm really upset about Paul now. And um, yep, Origins Dalish camp. That's right. Ah, bam. Oh man. Now to make it a little bit sadder for Sarah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but he flees and Meryl breaks down almost. On she's like, "What? Why? Why did you run from me?" My oh my like ultimate and like uh, was um if you have Anders in your party she mm-hmm. goes Anders you can fix this can't you and Anders is just like he's Meryl gone. I'm so sorry he's gone and I'm just like I love yeah. you both can you kiss and if, <laughs> and if it's not Anders, um, she says, we can bring him back to keep him out there. She, she can heal almost anything. And your hawk has to be like, it's too, it's late. too late. And she's like, I have to find out. I have to get to the bottom of this. And you go back and you tell the keeper, you return the possessions of the people who died. Yeah. And she thanks you. And then Meryl says, we weren't able to save Paul. He ran frightened at the sight of me. Mm-hmm. What is going on? And the keeper said, oh, well, the people here are, fr- are afraid of you. And Meryl's like, why? What the fuck? And she's like, well, why does... Because she basically says they are afraid that you will bring danger to them in, uh, in, in fact, the, the form of the dark spot. <laughs> yeah. And who told them that, Meryl? Meryl yeah, yeah, Meryl straight up asks, and the keeper's like, well, I had to let them know. Um, let them know what, you fucking liar. That isn't even something that that is going to cause. Such a liar. Also if they rude. touch the mirror, maybe. But, like, the taint doesn't spread person to person like that. <laughs> and, like, maybe they don't know that. But at the same time, like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, the Keeper, straight up, Meryl leaves. The Keeper turns everybody in the clan against her. Yeah. Straight up. And then every single time Meryl's back, she goes, are you returning? 
Yeah. To what? She was also pushing Meryl to leave in the first place. Yeah. She So it's she pushed even her more to leave. Strange. She asked her if she really wanted to leave before she left. She comes back and she says, You can return back at any time, but I turned everybody here to hate you. Oh my god, like, it's so fuck? much gaslighting. It's a lot of gaslighting it's here. Fucking ridiculous. Is that is that gaslighting? That I mean gaslighting? No. Is it's it not? No. Oh, okay. I would say it is if only because she makes Meryl feel like Insane. her she memories are not no. correct. I don't think that's the case. Meryl okay. knows pretty well what's happening. Like, she's manipulating her. Yeah. She's doing that. She's hurting her. But, like, she mm. isn't making Meryl feel insane. She's okay. making her... She's not making her doubt reality. That's true. True, true, true. true. She's okay. just putting her in an awful situation and being manipulative and trying to hurt her for what I feel like is going against her wishes. Mm-hmm. But, like, I... This is why I say Marathari is the source of all of Meryl's problems. Yeah. She does all of this. She refused to help in the first place. Meryl yeah. found another way. She didn't like that. So mm-hmm. she browbeat her for doing it and yep. kept trying to get her to stop, but she still wouldn't help her. And now she forced Meryl to leave. And now she's turned everybody against her. Like, it's one of those really fucking weird situations. In the end, she still doesn't give Meryl the dagger, she gives it to Hawk. And then which Hawk is, has the choice. Which is also so against rude. the fucking rules. And he's not one of the people. Rude. Also, she hates humans. Yeah. So, like, what the fuck? Rude. She Just gives this Dalish artifact to a human and you then have the choice whether or not to give it to Meryl? Right. Super rude. What the fuck? Like, Meryl just saw one of her friends die. Because of Marathari. Right. And... and oh God, Marathari such a you could straight up tell Meryl, no, you cannot have this. Right. And Meryl does not leave your party. You just keep a Dalish artifact from her. Right. And You're like, yeah, I'm just going to keep this super important thing. They, I'm probably just going to sell it. The yeah. Meryl won by right. Yeah. By the law of the Dalish, mm-hmm. like, caravans. Which Hawk has no right to interfere oh, in. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck no. Definitely not. Like, the Keeper may be manipulating Hawk to manipulate her and even turning her own friends against her that she found in Kirkwall. Which is super rude. And if you are playing a dick, <laughs> then right. you can straight up tell Meryl no. And that's when I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, like... What the hell? I think... <laughs> the fact that Meryl did not leave mm-hmm. makes me so mad. <laughs> the fact that Meryl didn't just straight up, like slit Hawk's throat in that particular situation, I would have been like, what? Well, and we've had this conversation before where they they should have worked in these cutoff points mm-hmm. into this game because yeah. there are absolutely moments that should end a romance. Yes. Yeah. And they haven't done that. Well, and honestly, they did it in Mass Effect 2 mm-hmm. where you picked the wrong choice and oops, you died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. This should have been an oops, you died moment. Yep. Yeah. You done fucked up, Bioware. Mm-hmm. I done like fucked up. That is completely fair. That would have been totally. I think that would have been better because yeah. like DA two is like the dark gritty, Dragon Age thing, right. which like they put like these awful situations like people die, yeah. people are tortured, blah 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 blah. Yeah, like your mom, you see how they're skinned. You know, yeah, like, that's not fucking it's traumatizing. Bad. Um, this is one of the moments. And then, like, you go back and talk to her afterwards, and mm-hmm. she's pissed at you, obviously, if you don't give it to her. But if you do give it to her, she's thankful. And she's like, thank you so much for supporting me. Thank you for being the person that yeah. I needed when I brought you there. And 
I'm sorry, you give it to her and she still can't fucking complete the mirror. So literally, what is the point of being an asshole? Yeah, like there's no point. There's no point in being an asshole. And why? Why? Yeah. Why? (sighs) Yeah, that made me so mad. That's when I was like, ooh, that was my full turn away from rival mance for Meryl whatsoever. Because I think a couple of these, you can have dissenting opinions and still romance somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like this... 100% 100% was completely This denies off. everything that she's trying to do. Yeah. And it's with com- her whole life. It's <laughs> completely disrespectful to yeah. the Dalish, too. Yeah. It's a human butting into Dalish matters completely outside of their scope of knowledge. that never happens. Cough, cough, Dalish right. slavery. Cough. Yeah. Like, complete bullshit. On to Act 3, though. Because yeah. then we do move on to Act 3. And for those of you at home, this is when... Uh, Hawk has moved into Hightown. They've been living there for a couple of years. They're now like a high Banana society flute member. To the east side. Yeah. <laughs> um, she is now um, she is now uh, in romance with you and uh, basically living with you. Is this before or after she... This is, she's living with you after she y'all moves get in the... Right uh, after uh, the uh, boinkin. Okay, okay. So that's yeah. still during this act. So in this act then. <laughs> in, the, in act two. Is that in act two? I think it's in act two. Because you're not in the... You're in your noble house yeah, yet, are you? Yeah, that happens in act two. Yeah. Okay, so I just completely am screwed on when everything happens in That's Dragon okay. Age 2. Um, no, so in Dragon Age 2 is when you finally get the, like, romancy scene. Um, mm-hmm. My opinion on it, I love Meryl's underwear. That, that is that is fair. It was a lot better than, like, One, the weird, yeah. ugly shit. Yeah. yeah. I thought... This happened after the final thing with her, though. But no. I guess I'm just I just didn't read. No, because you have you have a whole conversation with Meryl about. Oh, I'm Paul. weird. No, you're not weird. I thought it was after Paul. Yeah, um, it is right after Paul. Okay, mm-hmm. but it's so, like yeah. right after Paul. Yeah. Okay. So that's also like after Paul dies, and she talks to you about how sad she is that, and it's making her rethink everything. Um, when it's, it's really, not her fucking fault. <laughs> it's really it's really so sweet though. Yeah. Like the rival uh romance part of that, I was like, Why are you arguing so much with Meryl? Why are you being so confrontational? Why are you kissing now? Yeah. yeah. Um so I'm really not a fan of the Yeah, rival it's an act But the comfort in like the friendship romance is it's so, so beautiful. sweet. Like that's actually very touching. Like yeah, you are actually really... comforting her. Yeah. And it has a good progression. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very, very sweet. It's not like the weird uh like some of the other romances when it gets to this point and then you guys have sex is it feels like kind of you should have held off. You yeah. should have been like, we've got too much high emotions running right now. We don't want you to do this thing because you're trying to, like, forget what this thing is currently going on. The weird thing for me <laughs> with the Meryl romance scene is, like, there's almost no actual, like, romantic lead up to it. Yeah, that's that is It's true. just, like, you suddenly admit you have feelings for each other, and then yeah. what feels like it should be a makeout session turns into Boinkin, and then I, the very next morning is, I love you. I shouldn't have said that. It's okay. I love you. Move in with me. You know? It's, I, know it's, um, I know it's Bioware, and I know. No, I, I mean, like, I, I get it, but, um, I, there is, I've had moments like that in real life, so, um, 
I would say, whereas the other characters' romances are like a roller coaster, Meryl's is kind of like the train you ride around the park. It's just kind of relaxing, goes at its You pace. get a little bit of a hill, like, wee! But that's like kind of it. It, it isn't, like, super grand or passionate. Um, oh, we're taking a turn. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically it. Because you're 100% right. Yeah. It doesn't, like, you could just be having this as a friendship conversation. Yeah. The only thing that marks it different is, like, every once in a while earlier than that, you'd been like, oh, but you are cute, Meryl. Yeah. Or that's very sweet of you, Meryl. You're such a sweetheart. Right. Like, that's basically it. And I'm sorry, I've said that to my friends. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... That's right, saying crazy. I love you to my friends is like yeah. what I do. Right, like, exactly. Nothing I has love felt romantic until the part where you fuck, and it's and then just you're like so yeah. strange to me. It yeah, hasn't been outright romantic like other yeah. stuff. It's a very much low key. Uh, it's low-key. pretty much like a friend fuck, where like <laughs> where it's a friend relationship that very awkwardly turns mm-hmm. into a relationship, um, which I've had those too. <laughs> I, I think... Oh my god, a Meryl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're quite as naively awkward as yeah. Meryl. Oh. Because she's annoying. Not anymore. <laughs> well, Meryl's still pretty young. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> But um, Let you me tell you about college. You ask Meryl to move in. Um, she talks about how she's worried that the other elves will see your relationship as weird and whatever. And I kind of want to be like, and the nobles, they already fucking hate you. So like, like what? what? And like the you know, she does the, mention the nobles yeah. in the quarter though too. Like, the nobles is... already fucking hate hawks. Yeah. So. yeah. But it's then she crazy. she finally does say, like, well, if you're not worried about it, I guess I'm not. Yeah. It's like, okay. Which is great. Okay, yeah. good. Good, good, good. And I, there are a couple cute scenes, like when she um, tells Dog that he shouldn't no. sleep with them anymore. No, no, no. no. I, I, that's one of my favorite quotes. Okay. That's my, like, my ultimate favorite quote, because I wrote it down. I got it all down. I got the whole thing. Okay. But it is cute. And you'll get the full <laughs> quote later. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So a very cute interaction with Dog. I'm so um, glad I was I was getting really sad because I was going through all the playthrough and I'm like, mm-hmm. don't you dare tell me I'm not gonna get an interaction between Meryl and Dog. I swear they to God there was one. Do. They there always has to be one. Do also get the great moment where Isabella basically tells you like if you fuck with Meryl, she's gonna cut your balls off. Yeah. If you're playing male hockey. Yeah, I'm not or sure what she says. Uh, she's like, I'll stab you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh Varric's, uh, I see that you're liking Daisy. Yeah. yeah. You shouldn't do that with a crazy blood mage and you do your normal. Yeah. What makes you think, <laughs> think I don't I'm like, like I turned Daisy. off my crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, oh. Very <laughs> Such yeah. a bro. Yeah. Um, God, just, just want to take his beautiful little dwarf head and just, nothing. <laughs> Make out with it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll just bury my head between his ample pecs. Oh my god, I want to motorboat his pecs so hard. I just am on the Varric forever. I should have been able to romance him train. Romance, Varric, DA4, tag for life. Please, Bioware, yeah, we for need the love but Let us have a threesome <laughs> with Iron Bull and Varric, oh my and God. my life will be perfect. I'll just, Please. I'll just find a fanfic. I'll just find a fanfic. Please, fuck all <laughs> I will write that fucking fanfic. Fuck, I write fanfic. I no, just the Varric romance. That's what yeah, I want because yeah, yeah. I want the full scale. Uh, long road across the entire game, but I want it to be <laughs> DAI because I. 
don't want to lose him to the Inquisition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yes. Well, yeah. I mean, you could just be in the Inquisition. But Hawk isn't able, to, and I'm Hawk, yeah. so I can't be in the Inquisition because Eric <laughs> says no. <laughs> do, do you have to be? Do you have to be Hawk? Yeah, because you're Hawk and DA. Oh, so, yeah, I feel like as oh, because me in DA, in DA Origins you have to be the warden. The, the warden in DA two you have to be Hawk. In yeah. the Inquisition you have you're to the be Inquisitor. Inquisitor. So it, it's very hard for me to step outside of the player character role when I think about DA fan fiction. Yeah, because I'm like. But I, that's me, though. Yeah. And if I don't like what the Inquisition, the Inquisitor or the Warden or Hawk is doing, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yo, I wouldn't yo, do yo, that. Yo, 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 yo. I would never I, do I that. I got it better. <laughs> I got it better. You write yourself as Bianca. I hate Bianca. Yeah. Unless Bianca's I'm the, crossbow, the other woman. Come on. I'll be the crossbow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because, no, no, no. I got it. I got it. Weapon you were the you were, you were the magic crossbow that turns into the real Bianca. I hate and Bianca, though. No, yeah. no, 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 no. That's the other woman. The real Bianca is when Varric rubs the thing and turns into an actual dwarf like named Bianca. Like a genie Bianca. lamp. Yes, 100%. <laughs> so you're with him the entire frigging time. Oh, Don't have to take boy. yourself out of it. Boom! That's some isekai shit right there. Okay. I don't know what that word is. It's when, uh, I'll explain later. Okay. Um, so, act three. <laughs> we go into, sorry for that uh, delve into Barry Love, but yeah, we yeah. go into act three where you're a highfalutin person. Um, Meryl's now living with you. You, um, there's this very interesting thing in Act 3 where it's shown that Meryl still has her house in the Alienage. Mm-hmm. Um, she keeps going there, and you don't really know why. Yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Everybody knows And you're like, yeah, Meryl, uh, you can move your stuff here. Like, if you move all of your stuff here, Meryl, you won't have to keep going to your house in the Alienage. Uh, the big mirror might tip you off yeah. as to what she's still working on. Yeah. yeah. And it's very sweet because she's like, you know, some stuff is just better left there because she doesn't want to bring a potentially dangerous artifact into your mm-hmm. home. Well, right. And where your family lives mm-hmm. in Sandal and everybody. So, and like, Bowden. Bowden. I always forget Bowden. That's okay. Um, and she goes and you get like this cute scene where Varric's talking to her and is like, Daisy, you can't hold yourself up in here. Go take a walk. Mm-hmm. And then she makes a joke about like pickpocketing and all of that. <laughs> yeah. um, and Hawk goes to talk to her. And at that point, she's able to say, you know, I've like, no matter what I do, I can't get this to work. And Hawk asks her a little bit more about it. You find out the Alluvian is full of power, mm-hmm. but she can't unlock it like there's she something's can't missing right yeah. exactly she's like i i need to go back and see if i can find out anything else i somebody tried, changed the locks <laughs> i tried to contact audacity the demon uh to get more information but she cannot they're not answering get a hold of it yeah oh i'm saving it I got I got what I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> and so she's like, let's go to where he is um, sealed. Um, which, which is, is in the Sundermount Peak! Exactly. Yep. So you go back up to the Dalish camp, 
And uh, Keeper Mirathar, he decides to, are you coming Swoop back to us like now? she's gonna save it. Has the audacity yeah. <laughs> to swoop in. <laughs> are you coming back to join us, Meryl? And Meryl's like, why are you still here? Like, because it's mentioned multiple times before this, the Dalish move around so often. Yeah, mm-hmm. you should have moved three years ago. Be- for certain reasons. Yeah. Like, the Keepers know magic. Humans know on, like, the government level that Dalish Keepers know magic. Mm-hmm. You can't be by a human settlement for this long without putting you. everybody in. Yeah. Plus, like, yeah. if you just overhunt the land you're in, you ain't gonna have any food. Yeah. So, Unless you want to trade with the flum, the wait, with Shemlin. <laughs> or, you know, uh, the Kunari were there for a little bit. That's but true. <laughs> they were kind of yeah. in their little <laughs> compound. Um, and Meryl blows her off. Marathari blows Meryl off back about why she's still there. She says, oh, we still have business here. Fucking Marathari. Really? Um, She goes to... You guys go up to... uh, The ruins. The ruins. Mm -hmm. You make a prayer to Mythal, or, you know, Meryl does. Mm -hmm. And there's a joke about Hawk making a prayer, too. Um, Because Hawk doesn't really pray. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You go, and Meryl notices um, the place where Audacity is sealed feels empty. And um, that's not a good sign. She's worried about it, obviously. And you learn that Audacity was sealed there during an ancient battle between Tevinter and her people, like, eons ago. And nobody knows if he was a demon called by Tevinter or by them, but either way, it got sealed um, by one of the groups. You are saying basically, okay, so it's not here, we might as well leave. And Meryl's like, no. Something's going on. Something's weird. There's no way it should be out. It would take very powerful magic to release it. Something's very wrong. All right, folks, Here we're, here's where you gotta think. Who else here is a powerful mage? Yes. So you turn around and Keeper Marathari's there. What? The audacity. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to get old for me. I'm so sorry. All right, good. streetcar named Desire. <laughs> Stella! Wait, no, that's Kayla Hutchin. Yeah. Damn it! It's the same this... author, though, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, yeah. It's at this stage... It's at this stage that you find out that Keeper Marathari is the one that released Audacity, and she took the demon within herself. No matter if, you know, Hawk has been supportive of helping uh, the Keeper keep Meryl out of this Alluvian business or not. She claims, Marathari claims, that the demon was trying to use Meryl and the Alluvian as a way to get out of its prison and would have killed Meryl immediately. About that. She never says how she came to that conclusion before releasing this demon from its prison herself Mm -hmm. into her own body. Yeah. Somebody got played. So, like, in my theory here, the demon preyed upon Marathari's need to control Meryl. Mm -hmm. And her weird protectiveness and love of Meryl that convinced him to pull her out because he knew that Meryl had enough control mm-hmm. to not allow him to do something. Mm-hmm. On the very off chance that somehow Marathari found out that right now Meryl is trying is about to contact Audacity, because how long could Marathari have been walking around possessed by this demon that 
goes pretty nutso pretty quickly after Could it be discovered. a while. I don't know. Because, like, demon possession was, like, different. You know? I mean, but we don't know how long Meryl's been out of contact with it's Audacity. Probably been it sounds least, like a while. Probably at least three years. It sounds like pretty... That's what I mean. So it's probably been a good minute. I think That's it. I think weird. it goes back all the way to when um, they go for the Vatrol when Paul dies. That far? I think so. Because there's no reason for Meryl to contact Audacity before that. I also think there's some possibility that she's been, if not um, actually, uh, I was going to say infected. That's not the word I want. Um, Possessed. Possessed. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Um, uh, That she may not have been possessed, but she may have been flirting with the idea of and Mm. talking to and... Right. Yeah. Damn. Like, I think it was planned. I think it was at least planned since Paul... It explains her absolute assholery through all of this. Mm -hmm. Man, it's just like, it's so crazy because like, usually when you are possessed by a demon or a spirit, you have more embodiment of that specific thing because spirits are very like, they aren't as malleable as people. Mm -hmm. They very much inhabit their name Mm -hmm. and I don't see a lot of the stuff that Marathari did as audacious as opposed to manipulative. But it would be audacious of the spirit to do that. That would be pretty fucking audacious to try and take over the single most important person in a Dalish clan. Well, that is something they they can do. And she she has the... And as Marathari, she has the audacity to say that she's welcome back. Over and over and over again. That's always been something that she's been doing, though. So I, I respect your guys. <laughs> I respect your guys's uh, like idea behind that. That's fair. Listen, you guys think I'm that. also the kind of person who 100 percent believes that Ted Cruz is the Zodiac. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's absolutely no evidence for yeah. that. Yeah, no, so it's definitely it's, it's just like a all yeah. fan theory. All fan yeah. theory. Yeah. I just, I just feel or like is it. The, <laughs> The actions of her bitchiness so far don't, like, present to me as audacious as much as manipulative. So I don't know if I would, contribute like, attribute that specifically to that. Because we have a real-life example, well, a video game real-life example, <laughs> in Anders, yeah. who takes, like, justice and vengeance to a whole new level, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, like, his craziness stems from that. But we don't really see that kind of... At least I don't see that kind of reflection in Marathari's bitchy actions. But, yeah. yeah. Well, and that's where I'm thinking weird. maybe she's not fully possessed at that point. She's just... Well, even Anders acting just as by an sharing. Agent. Yeah. By sharing the body. Right. But, like, talking to Audacity and, acting like... Acting as an agent. Anyhow. Yeah. Anyhow. So, <laughs> speculation. But, um... In other words, this bitch over here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Regardless, yeah. you kill Marathari. Yeah. Um, as and then the everybody demon. would be shocked yeah. by the possessed person <laughs> try, attacks you. Yeah. <laughs> and like then she's like, oh, you killed the demon and turns back into Marathari. And Meryl's like, Mm-mm, no, nah. the same and then how she stabs her in the gut. Yeah, that was pretty audacious. And, <laughs> and then, then, then all of the people are like, Andy, Andy, you're the worst. You killed just, the keeper. Shut the fuck 
oh, yeah. God, this fucking tribe of freaking Dalish. I mean, to be fair, worst. they've all been turned against Marathari. I mean, yes. By Marathari all this time. Right. And 100%. But, like, thank God, like, thank Nathal for the one dude <laughs> yeah. who's, like, chill. Yeah. Just leave, please. Well, but that only happens so the clan will attack you if you say that the keeper was possessed by the demon. But that's fucking the truth, yeah. which is such bullshit. Um, the only way you that. get them to leave you alone is if you blame Meryl for everything. That's such bullshit. And then they're like, just fucking go. You know what sucks about that? I would never in my entire life want to blame Meryl for Marathari. Because Meryl's right later when she says, if anybody should have had the consequences of my actions of c- communicating with Audacity, it should have mm-hmm. been me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Marathari taking that step was completely unnecessary mm-hmm. yep. and not even mm-hmm. something proven that mm-hmm. was going to happen to Meryl. Yep. And especially after the, like, uh, I'll use this in the only way that it makes sense in a storytelling perspective, after Meryl's wake-up call in the Dreamer world realizing that she is susceptible to demon mm-hmm. swaying. Yep. But, like, when Marathari's dying, she's even like, you are, we're a lot stronger than I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, all of this bullshit of Marathari undermining her this mm-hmm. entire time. Yeah. And then the clan has the audacity to... <laughs> the audacity. to attack her when Marathari did turn into a fucking abomination. Yeah. And you know, I, sometimes Narathari just felt like a, like a cat. And I'm going to say that. On a hot tin <laughs> roof. God, I love that freaking play. I know. <laughs> Whitewater did that play when I was there. Ah, oh, god damn it. It's so good. I would make a good Blanche. Okay. You'd be a great I will say this <laughs> about, I will say this about DA2. Like, the, the writers, like, I, this must be another, like, thing where they were lazy or they just couldn't think of anything else. The minute that a mage, a powerful mage, or in a position of authority uh, is under any kind of stress, they turn into a fucking abomination. Yeah. Like, with Keeper Marathari, she takes the demon upon herself and becomes an abomination. Mm -hmm. The... Grey morality, Jordan. The... uh, (laughs) Whatchamacallit? The Grand Enchanter. God, I kind of wanted to punch you. (laughs) But I won't because I know you'll kick my ass. The Grand Enchanter at the end of Act 3 turns into an abomination which mm-hmm. i'm sorry the only way i accept that as a reality is the fact that i in my brain think that Mer- that Varric lied to cassandra telling the story mm-hmm. in order for the grand enchanter to just be able to fuck off and not deal with this anymore because I mean, that is the stupidest fucking here's thing. an interesting angle everything is from Varric's point of view really so all of the plot holes are Varric's fault don't put that on my man. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I broke Sarah. I think Varric's a better storyteller than that. <laughs> Is he? He yes. writes smut. So? Have you... I, so I listen, I've got some smut. I've got some really good smut. I take it back. I take it back. I, I got some back. great webtoons I'm following right now. That I have take some, it back. You want a good Korean? Okay, we'll talk about no, it. No, everybody, let's play. Really good. Everybody at home, Love we it. all just almost Weird. jumped over the table. <laughs> <laughs> We were like on a fucking Korean board. <laughs> we were gonna murder each other. I'm gonna give you a good Korean web novel that has a webcomic that goes with it later. 
love it. So after that bullshit, <laughs> um, this fucker over by, here. By bullshit, I mean the Dalish thing with the elves attacking you or letting you blame uh, yeah, Meryl. Yeah. Um, Meryl's crushed. You go back to the alienage. Yeah. She smashes so the Alluvian. <gasps> yes. I forgot about that's that. That's if uh, that's if it's the rival mance. No, she smashes it either way, doesn't no, she? No, she does not. I thought she smashed. No, she. Like so if it if um it's the friend friendship thing. Okay, you're right. She I read says, that wrong. Yeah, she says that, you know, it's, they did not listen to her. Yeah. If mm-hmm. anything should have happened, it should have happened to her. She was the one that was prepared for everything, and it's wrong that this happened to Marathari, and she has to have that on her conscience, <sighs> basically. Marathari is such a... See you next Tuesday. Because she <laughs> spent years of her life yeah. doing this for her people, and she has never lost sight of that goal this entire yeah. time. It's always been for that reason. She's never swayed from it. Yeah. And she did all of this, and still, now, nothing. The Luvian won't work, yeah. And yeah. she says she'll consult. Like, she'll continue looking for other methods, and she'll try to see what she can do next. And this is a very sweet part of the romance, I do think, because Meryl says, now I am truly alone. After oh, all of this. And you're like, no, no, you're not. And Hawk can be like, no matter what, we'll be together. Mm-hmm. Whatever you decide, whatever we need to do next, you'll be I with got me. you. And I was like, thank you. I That was actually what made me like this romance so much. Because I will say, all of these romances in DA2 are with lonely people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No romance here is with somebody with a support system. <laughs> Let's just be real here. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I never really thought yeah. about that. Yeah. Because, like, all alone. eventually Hawk becomes alone, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Mm-hmm. This is a dark fucking game. Yeah. yeah. Why did I never think it was a dark game? <laughs> in this one, because some of it's funny, but in this <laughs> I mean, one like, in particular, yeah, I, I was like, that is... Because out of everybody here, Meryl is the one that is most unused to being alone. Mm -hmm. She was the one that moved from her original clan and was accepted into the clan under Keeper Marathari, worked closely with them, bonded with these people, then was alienated within her own clan to the point where she left her clan to continue trying to help them. And then she was alienated in the alienage. Yes. Exactly, Tani. And then she You're fired. Then she moves up to High Town, where she's even more of a fish out of water. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> because it's a port town, yes, it's a port city. No, dad jokes for days. No, you're both fired. And finally, she is completely cut off from any chance of going back to her clan, mm-hmm. um, and potentially. If you were unfortunate in your choice at the end of that last quest, you mm-hmm. could have literally killed all of them, mm-hmm. basically. So they would have all been dead mm-hmm. on top of everything else. So this is like to say, this is one of the actual coming together romances that feels truly supportive, I feel like. Like, with Fenris, there's so much tension, and there's, like, so much independence that he had that, like, he didn't need you as much as you feel like Meryl needs you. Yeah. As a person. Uh, Isabella, also very, you know... Stab you in the back 57 times. Isabella's kind of a cat. Isabella's romance is basically, like, she's a cat. Yeah. She doesn't need you, but she wants you to scritch her ears. Yeah. 
Yeah. That yeah, one time yeah. for like three minutes and then right. the claws come out. The only person, without any warning. The only person you can trust in this game is Varric. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> I mean not even your own siblings yeah, kinda. No. But well, like I mean you can trust Meryl. Avalie. Uh, kind of a bitch, but you know she's she's part of like she's a cop. Let's be real. Yeah, that's true. She's a, a cop. cop. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, a cop. The the fact is like this is the point where Meryl can finally have that basically unconditional support mm-hmm. that she's been wanting. But um, then the end happens. Yeah. <laughs> we get to the end. Anders blows up. The Chantry, uh, oh, the Mages and Templar. Oh wait, 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 wait! The war. You know what we forgot? What? How Meryl handles your mom dying. <gasps> I oh. actually did not love this because it was, it was so okay. short. She literally just goes, "She's in a better place." No, but it was so much better than like every Any, other one. Everybody else. <laughs> everybody else's was kind of shit. Like, this was the only like, one that was normal. <laughs> like Fenris didn't really even fucking say anything. Anders was like. Mm, Anders was like, I'm here for you. Isabella was, at least you didn't have my mom. It was like... Yeah, like, I mean... I just, it was like two lines. It was a... Yeah, they were all like two lines. But this was like, she's in a better place now. It's all just just so disappointing that it's just varying levels of disappointment, y'all. This is the one one where if my mother was skinned and put onto a dead body and reanimated, where I feel like I might have actually gotten a little comfort from it. (laughs) I will tell you, Sarah, if that ever happens, we will say more than, she's in a better place I promise you, Sarah, I have better in me than that. Yeah, y'all better have some fucking whiskey for me, because I'll need it. There will be some scotch. Like, I don't know. We'll bring some cider and some seltzer, and then we'll, like, curl you up in a burrito, and we'll sit on the floor for a Oh, my God. I want to bring jerky. (laughs) I want to be a scotch burrito. (laughs) Andy. Levels of disappointment Very, is yeah. all I'm saying. But th- that was, I think that was the sweetest of the comforts that you get from that all is, of the romance I options. Like, I agree. <laughs> I didn't like Anders. I thought Fenris's was weird. Isabella's was inappropriate. It's like, okay, yeah. um, this isn't yeah. about you, bitch. This was the yeah. only one that was, like, just normal. The only yeah. thing was they always got to interject a little bit of the character in there, right? So, uh you said at least she's with the maker your character says at least she's with the maker and Meryl has to be like or you know the elven gods right you never know and it was like that's fucking weird okay I, hate it. That's, <laughs> I think the other thing that I hate is like, like you're gonna correct me right now yeah. this is the moment Literally. that you're gonna choose yeah. to correct my grammar like this, not even grammar I know but like that's yeah. the feeling I get from it yeah this like, is the hill you're gonna die on yeah this is <laughs> you're gotta you gotta interject the fact that you have a different belief system yeah. here out of everything yeah. I want to see I I didn't I didn't take it as insulting because I, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, I guess like. I didn't take um, it as insulting, but it's definitely definitely one of those moments like, say you get to the end of a really impassioned speech and someone goes, actually, it should have been. I mean. This word. Yeah. Whom. <laughs> right. And you're like. Really? Fuck you. Like, <laughs> think about it, though, because here's how I see it. In real life. If you are talking to somebody of a different belief system than you, and they're, they just went through a traumatic event where a family member died, and they're saying, uh, at least, you know, they're, 
with God now. And the person goes, or, you know, Satan. Not Satan, (laughs) but like Buddha. Like, at least uh, they've re. Or, you know, they could have re-entered the cycle of reincarnation. Or they could have been sent to Valhalla. Like, this kind of stuff is weird to I feel like it's on the level of saying, like, Merry Christmas versus Happy Holidays. It's like, you can say Happy Holidays, great, you're opening it to whatever. But if someone says Merry Christmas to you, you're going to be like, no, it's happy holidays yeah. are you really gonna do that yeah i mean i've done it to people but that's just because i'm an asshole uh, i um, you know like it's like whatever a, just a traumatic, traumatic event, event. Yeah. yeah right um i think the only reason why i wasn't angry about well, i wasn't Mer- mad i just thought oh no yeah I, I, like the only reason why i didn't even think it was weird is because i always thought of uh, i always think of hawk's uh, faith as oh that's fair nil yeah. <laughs> I hate the chantry I do yeah, yeah like I always I, like, yeah, I, do. I, I always make my hawk very like agnostic yeah, yeah so like I just like there's something there probably maybe right so yeah. that's why I and I feel like that would have been something conveyed to Meryl yeah. since you know y'all are bumping uglies and shit <laughs> so like um some yeah. people are just super pro chantry when they play this game and I <sighs> don't understand what is it? wrong with you people <laughs> I don't get it Anyways, um, then you kind of get to the end here. Um, the mage versus Templar fight kicks off after Anders commits terrorism. Fucking Anders. Um, you beautiful bastard. Meryl, at this stage, does plead for Anders to be spared, for his life to be spared after he destroys the That's how sweet she is. Like, he's a straight-up bastard to her. And she's like, please don't kill him. She says, like, let him make up for it and make it better. Let him try to redeem himself by helping Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. side that we do. And if you, like, completely have her loyalty, she will... Follow you to work you. with the Templars. Too. But why? Yeah. <laughs> she obviously so why would you do that? doing the mages. Yeah. Why, why would you do that to her? Um, like, you, come on. You can actually kill Meryl during this sequence. I'm sorry, what? Of events. Yeah. Who? Why? I didn't even look that much into it. I saw that you could do it, and I was like, fuck that. I'm not even tolerating this as an option. If you've done a... Please, uh, if you've done it, please uh, get uh, a hold of us and let us know how much of a monster you are. <laughs> if you don't ask her to join you, she walks away to protect the circle mages from the right of annulment and is eventually killed in combat. Oh. She says, I never expected this from you, Hawk. In her Welsh accent. Yeah. But, like, the fuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I would cry. Uh, yeah. Who does that? Who does that to Meryl? Yeah. Um, what, who, who hurt so she, you in no past life? Right. Yeah, that's bullshit. Oh, my God. But anyways, um, like, the scene pre, so this is, like, the pre-cut scene before you go into this final battle. She talks about, um, like, I don't even remember what she fucking talks about. That's how, like, non... It's kind of a non-thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, a normal conversation about, yes, we're going to fight together, blah, 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 blah. I, th- I think she says something in particular about being a- being happy at being at Hawkside. That's pretty much the theme along all of those. But it's nothing... It's nothing, like, no. special. It really isn't. Um, so, I, I, like, I feel like that wasn't even really an ending scene. 
and the you don't even get like a grand send off of you and Meryl either. Like mm-hmm. Vera kind of has a throw line, throwaway line. That of course you know you and Meryl stuck together mm-hmm. after the events of right. this. Mm-hmm. So it was like kind of super lackluster, honestly. Um, like it's hard for me to be able to end it on that note because it like we're so used to the final right. grand thing, but it just kind yeah. of ends. It fizzles. Yeah, it's really not like no, not that great. Yeah, and we like, mm. we did like talk about most of the other things that I wanted to mention. But did you guys have any other notes on the romance that you wanted to cover? I had like uh, a quote that I did want to say, but that that was it. I have my favorite quote. We can do favorite quotes. Um, I, I love her one. underwear. <laughs> that was she did have the most fly underwear in the game. Like girl, I really don't have good. much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Girl looked good. Like I enjoyed it. It was lovely. That's that's the word that I can say about yeah. this romance. Like it was lovely. Yeah, it was it was sweet. Yeah, sweet is a good word. What is uh, the quote that is your favorite quote, Sarah? Okay, it's gonna be long. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, you, no, no, okay, 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 okay. And this is her. This is Meryl talking to the dog. <laughs> because everybody loves the Mabari. Yes. Well, it's just that he snores and sometimes he smells a little. Smells a little like a bog. Wine from the dog. <laughs> oh, don't be sad. I still like you very much. Perhaps you can sleep with Sandal. Enchantment! Bark, bark. <laughs> and I think that is one of my favorite in- interactions in the entire game. I feel like the most romantic line is the one that I jotted down. Um, you're talking with Meryl. Uh, I think it's after she moves into the alienage and you're visiting her. And uh, she says something, and Hawk replies to her, and she says, How do you do that? Make everything better with a smile. It's like magic that doesn't get you in trouble. <laughs> and that was the actual sweetest line in this entire game. It's really game. cute. But it's, it's the one thing that made me go, okay, romance. I can see that. I'm writing mm-hmm. that down. I'm going to use that on Brad. It isn't. <laughs> it is a good one. I, I just don't think they keep up enough att- intensity of the affection and, like, actual romantic feelings. Um, do you guys want, like... <sighs> Is there a favorite moment or something about the character or plot, maybe? Character or plot for me. Ah, it's really her underwear. So we can do anything. The bit where Isabella tells you she's going to cut off your balls if you fuck with Meryl. I I really love the the camaraderie of all of the other members being like, yo, Mm -hmm. don't be mean to her. I will say my favorite thing about Meryl, just Meryl, it's it's like present even outside of the romance. She is so determined mm-hmm. that even through all of her insecurity that she has, even through through all of the adversity from her clan and from going into Kirkwall as an elven mm-hmm. person that has to hide out, being alienated in the alienage everything she (laughs) she keeps her goal she keeps her goal she keeps her drive and she doesn't lose sight of it and she doesn't let it go I can admire that about Meryl as a character. She's very naive, and it can be very frustrating. So frustrating. But (laughs) the fact that she sticks on to that so doggedly 
is good. And I like that about her character a lot. It gives you mm-hmm. a fresh perspective on blood magic within the system because I think the developers really, they went, they tried to do something with magic. They didn't get there. <laughs> no, then they introduced this character that even pushed them further away from it. <laughs> and they still cannot, they cannot get the level of like anxiety that they want us to have over magic. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. And they shouldn't have made us able to use magic because at the end of the day, that's basically it. Like, the entire thing, they couldn't get to what they needed They did not stick the landing. Yes. That is the one thing. And it's cool. Like, the magic system in Dragon Age is very cool, and I like it a lot. They didn't do what they wanted with it, though, is the thing. They Mm -hmm. tried to approach Mm -hmm. something, and none of the people that played the game walked away with it. Um... What about fuck rating? Fuck rating. Insert the fuck haiku here. I got mine. Jordan, do you want to start with your patented system? Yes, I do. It's not as high as I <laughs> So uh, There's reasons for that. <laughs> as everybody knows, uh, my fuck rating goes off of a five-point scale. Character, depth, quality of the flirting interactions throughout the game, the get-together, the pre-ending cutscene, and then the overall ending of the character romance. This is a three out of five. That's um, right. I liked Meryl as a character. I thought she had a start and stop. It was very fully written. They really didn't just throw her away like they did Isabella. Um, I thought the quality of flirting wasn't, like, very rah-rah, but it was very sweet and gentle, and they kept a theme going there and kept at it. And if they didn't, if they didn't have that one line that I quoted earlier, I wouldn't have <laughs> done <laughs> this as a point. Um, the get together, real comfort. If you're doing the friendship romance, I disavow any rival mans here. Mm-hmm. This this is like zero out of five if you're rival mancing her. But the get together, I thought fit with the theme that they went. The pre-ending cutscene and the ending for them as a couple, it was nothing. They didn't do anything with it. So I I just, you know, had to give this a 3 out of 5, honestly. It was rough. I felt like I liked it more than that, but it (laughs) couldn't stick it. Here's my metaphor. You've got a really lovely looking strawberry rhubarb pie in front of you. You're super excited to eat it. The person who baked the pie is standing there watching you eat the first slice. You take a bite, and it is just way the fuck too sweet. (laughs) And they used way more sugar than they should have. But they're standing there staring at you, so you have to keep eating it and be like, golly, it's so tasty, thank you. This is how Tawny feels doing this podcast with us. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Meryl is a pie that looks really good, but is way the fuck too sweet. While the person who baked the pie is staring at you, eat it. <laughs> I made eyeballs a time. She did, um, she did. <laughs> what about you, Sarah? Okay, so I think on a rating from a regular uh, vanilla cupcake to a heavily frosted double fudge brownie, um, Meryl's a full container of marshmallow fluff. <laughs> That's accurate. I can see that. That's good. Like, totally. It's Structurally just... unsound. <laughs> is there blood in it? That is what I have to ask. I mean, like... <laughs> okay. Um, uh, 
full container of marshmallow fluff with this side of red velvet cake. Yeah. Okay. Way the fuck too sweet. So yeah, 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 right. But I'd still just like scarf it down because I'd like yes, and I have no self control. So I'm like yes, all of it. I actually did that when I was moving my sister out. I was like, I found a container of marshmallow fluff, and I'm like in the kitchen eating it, and they're like moving stuff around. Anyway, off topic. But yeah, I really like the Meryl romance. I I wanted more, Mm -hmm. but I still liked it. I thought it wasn't the worst. That, that is what I would do. Yeah. <laughs> but everybody, thank you so much for joining yeah. us yes, for this episode you. on Meryl, our Dalish blood mage. Our blood next mage. episode will be about Sebastian. I think we can do a really quick one, just for those at home <laughs> who are dying to hear our thoughts about how much we hate I it. haven't watched it yet, so we'll find out. Yeah, we'll see. I'm not making a pretty face right now. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should do it. So yeah. we're mm-hmm. looking at, we're gonna, our next episode will be about Sebastian and then we will be done with Dragon Age 2. We'll move on to ME3, right? Or oh. DAI. Did we discuss? We'll discuss. No, we'll we'll we, gotta, we gotta alternate. Yeah, ME3. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Give ME3. you guys some variety between fantasy and uh, sci-fi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, um... We give you sci-fi and fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, everybody. And don't forget to check us out at our other properties. All of us are members of Theater of the Mind Players, so Mm -hmm. you can find us all there doing fun shit. Uh, (laughs) And these other ladies do a lot more stuff than me, so I'll let them take it away. (laughs) I also have another show called The Not-So-Bigfoot thing where I talk about being a small lady hiking maybe I'll do another season someday maybe I've got some stuff recorded I just need to you actually... still, I should like take you out like sometime to like <laughs> random places that I have to hike like urban hiking yeah mm. I, I mean, would do that I mean it's not really <laughs> just do like a mini series yeah it's maybe like an hour long it's not that really <laughs> hard but anyway um I do a podcast called plot points which is a podcast where we talk about the games of role-playing games as literature and also encounter uh, yeah encounter party and theater of the mind players yeah yeah both of those are actual plays yeah. uh encounter party <laughs> is uh ravnica D and fifth ed actual play TMP, Theater of the Mind Players, is everything. Everything. Yeah. Everything, everything. except D&D. Yeah. <laughs> D&D's not bad. Yeah. But, you know, there's lots of stuff out there. So if you want to get... I like okay. to spread the love. So, yeah. It's super fun. I love it. So thank you for joining us again. Yay. Remember, folks, consent is sexy and mandatory. I'm Jordan Fishburne. I'm Tony P. Thompson. And I'm Sarah Babe. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> that was so rough. Thing.